You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV presents Chatting with Kathy. Sit-down interviews with Hollywood's leading actors, artists, and entrepreneurs. And now, your host of Chatting with Kathy, Kathy Kelly. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Chatting with Kathy right here on AfterBuzz TV. Today's guest is the star of the newest hit ABC Family series, Chasing Life. She plays April, a 24-year-old journalist who finds out she has cancer. You may also recognize her from her recurring role on Secret Girlfriend (laughs) and the one time she was in Greek. Italia Ricci, thank you so much for being here today. Oh my today. god, thank you for having me. This yes. is so cool. So we've been chatting for about half an hour before the show started, so I got to know a lot about you, um, but you're from just outside of Toronto, yep. right? I was born in Richmond Hill, and uh, my family now lives in Newmarket. Cool. It's about an hour north. So what we do on the show is we take it back to the very beginning, how you got your start, and then talk about the role you have now. So going back to growing up in Richmond Hills... Um, is that what it's called? Richmond Hill is where, yeah, I, okay. was, I lived till I was like six or seven, okay. maybe. Um, I always enjoyed performing. Like yeah. I would, I would lay down like a full length mirror and just like, really give monologues until I was like crying like a maniac or like laughing hysterically or getting so angry. I'm pretty sure my parents thought I was properly psychotic. Um, and so I would just, I would love just doing that and mm-hmm. feeling everything. And I, I remember being a kid and not being able to just, like pick one profession. You yeah, know, and I was so impressionable. I would want to do everything that I saw somebody else doing in movies, and I just never, I couldn't never imagine myself doing one thing. Yeah, and so I was like, well, I guess if I just play pretend, uh, I could do everything. You can eventually play one exactly. on TV, <laughs> um, which is funny because uh, my parents actually just told me this recently when I was in like junior kindergarten when you're really little. Uh, apparently, I refused to play with the kids because they would be playing with, um, like the baby dolls and, yeah. and, and the kitchens. And I'm like, that's not real food. You don't have to change its diaper. It's plastic. And like, I was like, you guys are so dumb. And I had no imagination. Yeah. And so I would just sit and read in the corner. And like, apparently I was like diagnosed antisocial. Oh, and I'm no. like, and now I play pretend for a living. <laughs> like, it's just it, full circle. Anyway. That's so funny. So I, uh, as soon as I was old enough and, and able to, I started doing a lot of community theater at yeah. like the Old Town Hall. And I, uh, I remember it. In my elementary school, it was a seventh grade play. They were doing Little Drummer Boy. Mm-hmm. And I was in third grade. So I was, like, being asked to, you know, be a tree because I wanted yeah. to be in the play. So uh, we were trying to rehearse, and the lead drummer boy couldn't remember any of his lines. They had to, like, write it on his drums, and he just couldn't do it. And so I walked up and was like, can I try? And I got it. I was the Little Drummer Boy oh in the seventh gosh. grade play. And it, when I was in third grade, which was like a huge achievement for me. That's the big leagues. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I'd like to thank God. <laughs> um, but, but neither of your brothers were um, involved in acting. Well, up, right? my mom um, put one of my brothers into it because he was always really shy. And she thought maybe if he did a play with you, you know, at the old yeah. town hall, not like, you know, professional um, it would help. And we had a lot of fun doing it. Basically, he just repeated all of my lines. Like one of my lines was like, my name's Jazzy and I'm not afraid of you. And he could. Yeah, her name's Jazzy. She's not afraid of it. It's the <laughs> cutest thing ever. I wish we had video of it. Um, but Vincent, my youngest brother, just graduated from the same university I went to with a dr- drama degree. Oh, okay. And, like, he sent me his shorts and stuff, and I watched these, and I'm like, he's really good. 
<laughs> we, ha- we have to make this happen. I want to get him. I like sent it to my manager yeah. who sent it to agents who like want to meet him. And wow. I was like, this, we have to do this, please. But I think he's, he's going to go to teacher's college and, and be a drama teacher. You're English. a good big sister though. Oh, I was begging him. I was like, you can live in my house. Please just come. We can do this. This will be so much fun. And he's so good. Like, I feel like, actually, I feel like a little bit of a shitty sister because I was like, you surprised <laughs> me. I did not think you had that much talent. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so your family's been supportive of you your entire career, though, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, um, wh- when I started, I sort of skipped the story straight to being here. Um, when I had finished university, I was like, I love performing. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. But I don't have the guts to just launch myself into Hollywood and yeah. take a wild stab at it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'll do entertainment law. This way, at least I'm still in the industry. and yeah. But it's in a much more structured environment. Um, and the summer before I was starting law school, my friend who was with an extras agency was like, they're shooting a movie, uh, like 15 minutes outside of town. And they they asked if we would bring friends hundred bucks a day, pretend you're at a party. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And I went and the writer, um, Eric Lindsay asked me to audition for a role. He saw me at lunch and asked me to audition and I got it. And then they wrote me into the next one and I made great friends, met my boyfriend and my best friend who lives in our guest house, like, and it just snowballed it's so it's so insane like i got so lucky yeah so you met robbie before you even moved to la Mm -hmm. that's crazy Mm -hmm. we we had to kiss in the movie that's how we met what Mm -hmm. love it first kiss not really actually (laughs) this is quite a fun story that he's gonna hate that i'm telling um when we first were on set i you know i I hadn't been through makeup but my hair was up in curlers and i was finding his trailer because they just told me you know if you're comfortable we'd like to have you kissing this guy and i was like okay so i i see him and I was like hey I'm Italia we're gonna have to smooch what's your name like what's going on tell me your story um and he was just like okay and I was just like oh got nothing and then cut to 45 minutes later when I'm all done and my hair's down and I yeah. like come out of the trailer like this and he just goes wow and I'm like that's better <laughs> <laughs> that's the reaction you were hoping for the first time yeah right like something I guess I didn't look that great I mean looking at myself I wouldn't have been ex- very excited I'm sure you with the curlers good. and the yeah anyway um, <laughs> but but my family has always been yes very supportive that's um, good. nervous though of course yeah. because they're just letting me up and move to LA yeah um, what was their reaction when you d- told them that you were going to be moving to LA they they wanted me to make sure that, you know, I I could defer my acceptance and that, yeah. you know, I still had my LSAT score. And that was sort of the time frame that we had discussed giving me mm-hmm. um, was my acceptance to law school was good for two years yeah. and my LSAT score was good for four. Okay. So if I couldn't make a living within the confines of this time or that time, then I would go back and then I could at least say I, I tried, yeah. you know? And so I remember her, uh, they had a conference call with my manager and they were asking all the questions and my mom didn't mean it to sound this way but it comes out she goes I get that she she can act and all but do you really think she's pretty enough to be that in Hollywood and what I was like mom I can hear you if anybody <laughs> if nobody thinks I'm pretty you need to you're my mother <laughs> I think like, you're that's pretty not what I meant. that's not I meant that's not I meant um, no but it was really sweet no they, they've that's been funny. nothing but supportive she's my biggest fan my yeah. my oh it's there are a few things that I I hope my dad never watches like Don John um but <laughs> Uh, I mean, that was a pretty successful movie. It was, but it wasn't, it was less me as as an actor in that movie, more my ass. Yes. So. Yes. Um, We will talk about that in a little bit. But, um, so moving to LA from Canada, um, was that difficult for you at all? Like, 
you obviously you didn't know many people out here right i well i knew robbie yeah because we'd started dating and then the friends that i had met on beta house okay. the, the first movie yeah the, the movie that we met on and then my manager and so i had like a small family which is yeah. still the same people that i love and cherish here today um and i i'm I don't really need a lot of yeah. a lot of people to feel to feel like I'm, I belong somewhere that I that I'm comfortable. Um, so I just sort of I feel like looking at it in hindsight, it's like I just like held my breath and jumped. Yeah, you know, and I'm I'm so grateful that I did because that was really risky. Yeah. Do you do you think that it was because um, so many people say you can't put like a, a time frame on starting your career? Do you think that that was helpful or a hindrance? Like having that okay, two years. Um, it, I feel like it does. It didn't matter. Yeah, you know, it wasn't. It it it. You can't give that as your as your restriction because when I first moved out here, I got very lucky, and yeah. within a couple of months, booked that small role on Greek, and mm-hmm. then kept booking small roles on great things. And I thought I was like, oh, this is so easy. I don't understand why <laughs> everybody isn't doing this. And then it went for like a two and a half, three year stretch where I. You know, I, I I was a series regular on a Cartoon Network show that yeah. shot in Toronto, so I got to do that. But after that, it was like, I couldn't book a plane ticket. You know, I was second choice. I tested almost 15 times one year. I think my agent told me she counted. And it's, I worked as hard as I could, and I, I was doing the best job that I could, and I knew that I couldn't do any better than that. But it was just never my my time, I mean, yeah. if that makes sense. Like, it was never – they weren't picking, like – they weren't picking me. Yeah. It wasn't there. And How do you so stay I, positive during all of that then? Oh, I for sure wasn't. I was, I was, you know, I, I couldn't understand because I'm very, if A plus B equals C, you know, if I work really hard and I get great LSAT scores, I will be this. And, you know, if I graduate top of my class, I'll get, an, you know, whatever. Um, but with this, you can work as hard as you can and be the most talented person and never, ever book a job. Or you could not be able to act your way out of a box and be making $20 million a year. Yeah. You know, so, and not that I think I'm like super duper talented. I just think that, you know, I got extremely lucky being where I was when I auditioned for the show. And I'm so grateful now for all of those movies and shows that I didn't book because I, I don't know, but I can't imagine that I would, that they, I would enjoy it or have it mean as much or feel as, uh, I don't know what the right word is, but. You feel grateful for it. I am so grateful yeah. for it. And it's so it's such a good show, mm-hmm. I think. And, you know, with take me out of being in it. I still think that <laughs> like, I love Parenthood, one of my favorite shows. And yeah. I feel like it sort of feels like that a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. So I think it's one of those things where in Hollywood, there are some people who are the overnight successes, but their success doesn't last that long because they aren't appreciative of what they have. They think, yeah, like, they've never oh, had well, to... I'm lucky, you know, I'm supposed to be here. Um, mm-hmm. As opposed to the people that actually had to work with it and struggled for a little yeah. bit, um, they end up having longer careers because they're willing to work for it. Yeah, and and I think also like yesterday we did the TCAs and it was a ton of interviews. We were like twelve hours of just nonstop talking, and you'd hear some people like scoffing about it. And I'm like, I would have given an arm a year ago yeah. to be where I am right now. And so those moments where you feel like you sh- you want to complain or something, you just remember like. I wake up and giggle sometimes. I have goosebumps just just remembering that I even yeah. booked this, that I that I got the call, you know. It's not real it's, life. <laughs> it doesn't. I feel like somebody is going to jump out and be like, just kidding. This was all a giant joke. You can go home now. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about, this was your first recurring role, Secret Girlfriend. Our producer, Steven and Beck, loved the show. Uh, how did you book this, this job? Um, 
I originally, well, I auditioned for it, and then I screen tested to play the lead, but I think they had already shot the pilot with um, Sarah, and so they ended up keeping her and Mm -hmm. being like, well, will you play her lesbian best friend? And I was like, yeah, sure. (laughs) It was actually a lot of fun. The people, we, I just felt like I was hanging out with a bunch of, like, college buddies the yeah. whole time. And the, the cast was hilarious. And I was so nervous because I'm not funny. So I just literally just sat there being a bitchy lesbian the whole time, which I enjoyed. <laughs> it was a lot of fun to do. But um, just being around those many funny people, I'm just like, yeah. God, I need to work on being funny. Was it weird having that? Because it was a – the camera perspective was from someone else's. So yeah, you were talking looking at the lens. camera. Yeah, that that was weird. Yeah. That was really weird. And I think one of the audition scenes was like a sexy scene. And so I'm like going into the camera and I was like, this feels really weird. <laughs> but I guess you get used to it after after a while. Mm-hmm. It is strange though because normally on set, if, if I'm doing a scene and then I'm just like, and I looked into lens, we have to cut because you absolutely can never use that. Yeah. It's like, hi mom. <laughs> Did you find yourself after doing that role that you were... Um, accidentally looking into the camera because you were used to it or no my character never really talked to okay. the lead okay she was sort of the accessory yeah that's good um so what do you consider your first big break do you consider it to be chasing life do you consider it to be all the way back to beta house no no <laughs> um chasing life i think is going to be my biggest to date launch pad if yeah. i end up launching anywhere um but i feel like the biggest role for me was Maggie in Unnatural History. It was my first lead role in a series. Um, it was me and, and two other boys, and we were, it was like Indiana Jones meets yeah. Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys. For It was a really fun show, and it, it taught me about the business. You know, I, I had no idea what I was doing, and it got me comfortable in front of the camera, and, like, you know, that really helped me realize, like, this is how it's done, and this is how you do it, because you're guest starring. You're doing a couple of days here, a couple of days there. You don't really get to dig into a character and and create something that you can showcase because you're given so so little um uh material to do that with uh so i think a natural history is definitely the most important role for me as an actor um evolving yeah but chasing life i think for sure is like the biggest deal yeah and not just because it's right now (laughs) I, i feel like this is still even if only two people had watched it when it premiered yeah I am still just so proud of being a part of making this show exist because it means so much to so many people. Mm-hmm. The fan mail and the the letters and the stories that yeah. I'm getting are just I'm I'm I feel so bad that I can't do more mm-hmm. than just just give them this show. Yeah. You know. Well, you've done since the show um, started. You've done a lot with cancer charities. Mm-hmm. Why is that important for you? Well, because they look at me as. Um, you know, their voice yeah. or as, at, to April, yeah. which is, you know, in turn. And at first I was like, oh my gosh, I just realized now, like people are looking at me and like, that's, that's the face of cancer among young that's adults their right story, now. Yeah. yeah. And when you're auditioning for things, you it's not even in your, your mind. And you're just like, I, this is a huge responsibility. And I feel like these people are so strong that they, they don't know how, much cooler they are than I am. You know what I mean? Like, these people deserve the attention way more than I do. And because I get to go home at night and turn the cancer off, mm-hmm. and they don't, they can't go on hiatus from cancer, mm-hmm. I feel like this is the absolute very least I could be doing for them. Yeah. Is is 
going in to see them at hospitals or doing charity events or anything. I feel like, you know, I should have been doing this before the show, but I was ignorant. And, yeah. yeah. Um, so you've said that you've gotten a lot of like fan mail or, you know, people writing in saying that, um, telling you their stories. Has that been overwhelming at all or is it welcome? Um, how do you feel I mean, when you hear? It's, it's all of those things. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, I can't always read all of them, but mm -hmm. I, when they come in so it'll be weeks but i do respond to every single story yeah every single person that reaches out to me like i left my messages on facebook the private messages available yeah so that people that don't want to publicly tell the world what's going on with them still if they want to share it with me they're welcome to yeah and i appreciate the honesty that some of these people have are putting into you know their their own personal experiences with the illness and <clears throat> not even just people with cancer it's it's the the people who had to support somebody with that or had to go mm -hmm. through it with them or or any 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 struggle at all it doesn't even have to be like a health issue yeah i just feel like april's character is just so strong and it's all about just getting through it while <clears throat> doing the best you can with the rest of your life and i feel like that's just so many people are, are relating to it yeah one of the reasons why i love chasing life is because even though april has cancer it's not just a cancer yeah, no. TV show. Like, she's dealing with so many other things in her life. She's seems like a real person. Um, and I know that you've said you put a lot of yourself into the character. Do you find that that's um, easier or harder since, you know, it's it's you? It's easier to do. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not working so hard because I'm just believing the situation that's happening to me. But it's harder because I'm like, well, here I am. I hope you don't hate it, you know? Because you're just <laughs> like, ugh. It seems like it would be vulnerable. Uh, you, you feel know. super naked because you're like, I'm, you're seeing my reactions to yeah. this world as, you know, Italia playing April, but really like she, she was written as a very real girl. And I just happened to be lucky enough to be, you know, similar. Yeah. Um, so much so that the, that I booked it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, that was the scariest part is because I, I sort of, it's all there, and mm -hmm. I was so scared when, when it was going to premiere that people were just going to be like, oh, we can't stand that girl. Like, oh, God. <laughs> I don't think that's been the reaction. <laughs> Not yet. No, I'm so grateful. I still, I'm telling you, think that one day they're going to be like, and joke is over. She can move back home now. Well, I feel like there are times when fans get mad at April for some of the things that she's doing, but I don't think that's getting mad at you for... No, no, no. Yeah. And the funny thing about that is the most angry that they've been was when... Or how April was taking too long to tell her mom mm -hmm. and her family. And that was really frustrating a lot of fans. And so at first I was like, oh, no, we're doing something wrong. We're, we're, we did it wrong. We did it wrong. And then I get these private messages of their stories being like, thank you. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't tell them for three months. I still haven't told them. Thank you for for showing people how hard it is. Mm -hmm. So that when, when it happens, they understand. Like, goosebumps. I'm telling you, these yeah. stories that I get are incredible. And so that made me feel like, okay, if if this part of April's story is giving a voice to six people, mm -hmm. then it... Even we, one I, person. We did our yeah. jobs. We did our jobs, and that's mat that that matters the most. Yeah. Going back to the audition process for Chasing Life, um, was it the normal, you know, you go in, you go for a callback, you go for... Yeah. Okay. Um, I went in and pre-read and then went to producers. Um, and when I went for my producer callback, I was such an idiot. I was getting my green card, so I had to go and get, like, blood work done and, and, and shots, and I'm terrible with needles. Okay. And so... I get out of the the doctor's office and faint, and I'm like totally green and stop. Yeah, and my boyfriend was like, "Are you okay?" Like stops and gets me orange juice. He's like, "You maybe should reschedule this this audition." And I, I 
just was like, I can't, I don't want to risk losing it. I need to go in. I need, I like, I love this role and I need to not screw this up. Yeah. And I went in just like total checked out and awful and like this gauze still there. And I did it and I left crying being like, I screwed it up. Like, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't do the best that I could because I feel so terrible. Yeah. called my manager being like, can we ask if I can go in again when I'm feeling better? And he's like, oh, you're testing. And I was like, what? <gasps> Are you sure? Yeah. But, yeah, I remember. I don't even remember the audition because I was so nauseous. Yeah. Who was the first person you told when you found out that you booked Chasing Life? Well, it was called The Terminals as a Terminalis. Pilot. Terminalis. Uh, the, the McDonald's person that was serving me my Big Macs. <laughs> I got the phone call and I was like, hello. And my agent goes, uh, so you're on the f- phone with all of my team. And I was just like, oh God, it's either going to be, we're sorry, but, yeah. or you did it. And I'm just like, I freeze. And the people in line are like, lady, please just take your Big Macs and go. And I'm like, and they tell me, and I just start screaming and running around and crying and <laughs> laughing. I'm running around McDonald's in the Burbank Town Center Mall, like in and out of the patio, just running in circles. And my best friend's trying to videotape it all. I think the <laughs> video still exists somewhere. And I'm just like a maniac. So I run, I'm, I go straight to my manager's, grab my Big Macs. So I had, I had two Big Macs and a glass of champagne to, to celebrate. That's it was awesome. phenomenal. So yeah, the first person that I think actually heard it was the, the cashier. <laughs> so one of the reasons why I think you're awesome is because half the time that we've been talking, I feel like you've been talking about Big Macs, you've been talking about Domino's, you've been talking about I eat like a nine year old. So boy. much food. Oh, I do too. Mac and cheese. Yeah. Oh, Ice cream for breakfast. That's my I like pasta for breakfast. Oh, is that weird? Okay. Or like, like a burger pasta for breakfast. Or... Like I will have McDonald's yeah. for breakfast. Although this year with my New Year's resolution was no McDonald's. Because it was you... to the point that I would eat like five or six Big Macs a week. Really? Yeah. Like, at our table That's reads, bad. they would have, everybody would eat catering, and I would have Big Macs. And I eat two or three in a sitting. Yeah. And for my birthday, set catered with McDonald's. Like, there was just, there was a huge sign that said, it's Italia's birthday, eat a Big Mac. That's awesome. Yeah. Did they and put a so, candle in the Big Mac? No. <laughs> Actually, wait, maybe they didn't. No, they all started, I was in the kitchen of the Carver house doing a scene, and all of a sudden, all of our crew start coming in, and they're all eating Big Macs, and I'm like what the, <laughs> how do you guys all have, what's happening? And they go, you should probably go check out Crafty. And I was like, is there McDonald's at Crafty? Oh my God. I went and had four Big Macs. I've never felt more disgusting, oh but my it was gosh. so good. Four? four? How do you fit it in there? I, I, I mean, over the course of a couple of hours, but I'll, I took them home. I reheated them the next day. Like microwave Big Macs, just as good. That's awesome. It's, I'm not proud. I mean, I'm sort of proud of it, but I love, I love bad food. So have you been sticking to the New Year's resolution of no McDonald's? Mm-hmm. You have. Mm-hmm. Really? I have, yeah. I have not had McDonald's this year. And they all try and break me. Really? And that, and that new thing, the buy one, get one free after 9 p.m., I was like, come on, really? Yeah. Now? Yeah. It's going to be tough when Monopoly rolls around. Do you get the cards? Oh, yeah. Have you ever won anything? Like a free small fry yeah. or something. That's all. I, but that's I won my car ever... in a game show, so I don't think that I deserve what? to win any. Which any... game show? Let's make a deal with Wayne Brady. Did you dress up? Yes. What I was did you breakfast. dress up? You I was like a big breakfast? fried egg with like a pot on my head. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. When was that? It was before I booked this and during that lull and we were a bunch of friends. We went to see a movie and you know, the people outside, they're like, here, sign up for tickets to a game show. And they're like, no, yeah. no, no. And I was like, yes, I want to go to a game show. That's really cool. And they're like, you know, no guarantees you're going to be picked, but you hear some tickets for the audience. And I was yeah. like, this is so fun. So I took the same best friend that was with me at McDonald's yeah. during my breakdown. Um, and she was bacon and I was eggs and they picked me and I won a car. 
That's awesome. Yeah, it's insane. What kind of car? I won a Ford Fiesta, but okay. I upgraded it to the C-Max Hybrid, okay. which I just now traded for an Escape. Okay. That's a really That's cool story. That's pretty rad, right? Yeah. I know. My agents at first were like, what were you thinking going on <laughs> game show, you idiot? I was like, well, I used I used my first name. Does that, is that okay? <laughs> and they were like, this is going to ruin your career. And I was like, no, it won't. Look at all these people. John Hamm, Aaron Paul, Matthew <laughs> one. All you have to say is John Hamm was a contestant at, what was it, a dating show? Yeah, so and was then, like Lady Gaga. You know, it's all, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it'll come back to haunt me. I'm, really <laughs> I'm not that worried about it. Um, so, uh, on the complete other acting spectrum from April on Chasing Life, you're in this new movie called The Remaining, mm-hmm. which comes out this fall. Tell us a little bit about that. It's a really cool idea that, yeah you would think should have been done by now, but is not. Um, It's the story about the end of the world, the Mm -hmm. rapture, and what happens after. Um, And we're a group of friends trying to survive, basically. But the best part about it, and what drew me to the script initially, is that it is 100% biblically accurate. Yeah. So it's basically like, so, Bible says this is going to happen. Watch and see. And it's terrifying. Yeah. I was like, that's dark, guys. It's really dark. Um, I haven't seen it, okay. so I don't know how it turned out, but um, the previews that have been leaking are awesome. It yeah. looks great. I'm really excited. I watched the promo, and I could not it fall asleep It looks terrifying, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Um, so how was booking that role? When did you guys film that? Um, March of last year. Okay. So it was after we were we did the pilot of Chasing yeah. Life, and we were waiting for it to be picked up. Okay. Um, how filming it or booking it, I, I auditioned in front of the, the director, and it was a crazy long scene, like, monologue of me just bawling, and for some reason I was able to do it well in the room, which is usually really hard in in a casting office, because you're just, like, sitting there in front of a th- and you don't have the time to, like... Anyway, it worked out. <laughs> um, I went home and got the call I w- to visit my family in Toronto and got the call that I booked it and came back, and we went to Wilmington, North Carolina, which I think is the most charming place mm-hmm. um, and shot there for, like, two months. Cool. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Uh, and you said it premieres September... September 20- 5th in theaters. September 5th. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I do want to talk about Don John for a little bit. <laughs> uh, you did have, even though it was a smaller role, a very memorable role. Um, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh, opposite Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Mm-hmm. That was his directorial debut as well. Mm-hmm. So how do you think that he did balancing both of those things? He was amazing. Yeah. Even on set you would think that he would be super stressed and spastic. He was the nicest, most considerate, and, like, genuinely good guy, yeah. you know? I was like, there's no ego. He just always wants the best for everybody involved and making sure, like, you're comfortable. I mean, it was a delicate scene, so that was a whole <laughs> other thing. But he was just – and so open to, like, improv. Like, I wasn't supposed to have any line. I think i say one thing. But, you know, and just, like, letting it all sort of – organically become what it was and then the way he he edited it and it it all just looked so it was perfect i mean i'm so impressed by that that man he's Mm -hmm. just it's can you just turn down the talent on every (laughs) front would be really nice making us all look bad i mean he does so much now he's got hit record he's got so many projects he's insane crazy it's it's almost annoying (laughs) do you have any aspirations to do stuff behind the camera no no i have way too many control issues for that okay i would be a terrible director maybe producing Okay. Because I feel like I could maybe give a few good ideas about things here and there, but I don't, I think as a director, I mean, 
I see how they try so hard to communicate with people to get what they want out of them, and some people just don't. It and just don't get it. Doesn't click. So it, it, it's communication wires get crossed or whatever reason, and I would just be like, I would be just crying and throwing a huge hissy fit right now. So I'm just gonna go back to crafty and have snacks. <laughs> Do you think you're a perfectionist? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Total type A. So does that affect, um, you know, when you watch yourself back? Like, do you... I cried when I saw the pilot for the first time thinking that I was terrible and I was cheesy and that nobody was going to like it and I had... They made a mistake casting me. I couldn't carry a show. I bawled and bawled and bawled to the point where I had to be, like, dragged out of the screen. They're like, we don't want anybody to hear you talking like this about the show. I was like, it's not the show. It's me. What were they thinking? And they were just like, okay, honey. No more wine. Go to bed. You'll be fine. <laughs> but then, you know, the more I watched it, the more I was able to appreciate it. But even now I watch things and I'm like, oh, God, no. Cringe. Don't make that face. That looks awful. Or whatever reason. I mean, I don't think I'll ever be comfortable watching it yeah. and appreciating. There are moments that I'm proud of, but they're usually things that, that I never meant to do. Mm-hmm. I can always tell when I planned to do something, and that's when I don't like it. Yeah. Just have to live in the moment. Which is the opposite of the a, a perfectionist. Thing. Exactly. Yeah. Let go. Um, so I know you already know what happens to April. Um, Mm-mm. you don't Mm-mm. really, I thought you filmed this. Oh, I thought you meant like I, no, for the, the rest end. of the season. No, oh, for okay. the rest of the season. Um, oh, yes, I do. we're hoping for a second season pickup, obviously crossing all of our <laughs> fingers and toes. Um, but where would you like to see, um, April's character go after, you know, this season ends? I can't tell you <laughs> how it ends is oh. so intense. Mm. It just door is wide open. Okay. I can't tell you anything. Okay. But I would like to see April relax. Yeah. You know, I would like to see what April like on vacation is like when she's not worried about work or her health or her family. If it's just like April and Beth chilling. Yeah. And she doesn't worry so much and, and feel like she has to take care of everybody. I'd like to see what that's like. Yeah. What about April's love life? A lot of people are shipping her with Leo. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on paper, I've said this before. On paper, I read the scripts and I'm always Team Leo. Yeah. Like that episode in last or the line in last night's episode where he goes, "You're gonna love me." When I read that, I was like, "Oh, I love that. That's a good line. That's such a good moment." <laughs> but then I see the episodes. I'm like, "Oh, but Richie is so damn charming and yeah. just like you gotta love him." And so I'm like, "I, it's, I know it's more of like an adult network show, but can she have both?" <laughs> A love triangle, but you don't have to pick. Exactly. Best of both worlds. That works. Totally works. Um, So we will see, hopefully, who she chooses or leans towards the rest of the season, maybe? Okay. Okay. Um, A lot of people are kind of equating Chasing Life to The Fault in Our Stars since Mm -hmm. they came out around the same time. Um, Do you see the similarities there? Absolutely. Okay. Oh, yeah. The Fault in Our Stars... um, a lot of the things that we explore over the course of our season, they yeah. they do in um, in that film. We got to screen it a couple weeks before it came out and okay. do do it on camera, like back and forth about how it's similar and different. The only thing is, Shailene Woodley's character looks at herself as a ticking time bomb. Yeah, April refuses to accept that as a possibility. And that's, I feel like, the biggest difference for me personally looking at that show. But I feel like everybody who, you know, is going to see different things based yeah. on what what they're doing in Chasing Life. And so um, I think it was great. The performances were amazing. I was like, oh, she's way better at pretending to have cancer than I am. <laughs> um, but 
I yeah, I thought it was. I mean, I cried like crazy, and oh, then I, you leave it, and you're like, I, I hate like that movie. Why did we go to this? Times, this is terrible. Yeah. Whole, my boyfriend was it just disaster. I was like, wow, can't. Yeah, it was, but it was so well done. Yeah, I had read the book too, and I cried during oh, see, the book a million book. times. Yeah, I tried to buy it, and my friends were like, you are not doing this for fun. That's what you do all day at work. Yeah, we're gonna step away. No, <laughs> I read the book, and then it prompted me to start reading Emperor of All Maladies, which is like the book about cancer and. It's, How's that? It's long. <laughs> it is long. I, I'm like maybe two chapters into it, but yeah, it's long. Um, but what research did you do, if any, to do this role? Um, initially, my instinct was to become a cancer expert. Mm-hmm. But I, I've been so lucky that I've never had a personal experience with it. Yeah. And I'm one of so few people, which is tragic. But um, I was like, okay, I need to learn everything there is to know and talk to as many people as I can and doctors and patients and survivors and people who have lost people. I need to know everything. The OCD kicking in. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after I was like making lists of what I needed to, to look up, I was like, whoa, April doesn't know all of this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, she's probably knows as much as the, the average person yeah. who doesn't have an extremely close, um, experience with it. And so I, I didn't want to anticipate what was going to happen to her in my performance before she knew it was going to happen. So I decided to learn with her. Yeah. And I just made sure, you know, when uh, the writers are incredible and uh, we have a great team of, of uh, researchers and, and doctors and and patients and friends that, that are making sure that everything we do, they'll be like, well, that, that's actually impossible. That would never happen. Or, yeah. or actually, this is more likely to be the reaction. And the liberating thing too is that there's no one way that somebody goes through yeah. and deals with cancer. You know, it's everybody goes through things differently, which is why the audience will sometimes get angry or be thankful and for different things. So I feel like I sort of got off easy by just doing what I think I would do because at least one thing that I do, somebody should be able to relate to, yeah. I hope. Yeah. Cool. Um, so where does Chasing Life, where can people see it? Oh, it is on ABC Family, Tuesdays at 9, 8 Central. Cool. Um, we have some fun questions. I like this. For you. I like this. Um, I know you're pretty busy <laughs> when you're filming, but when you do get some free time, I saw one of the most recent things that you did that I'm very jealous about. You swam with sharks. I did. It was so cool. <laughs> there was four whale sharks. <sighs> black tip sharks, reef sharks, manta rays, stingrays, like this big, huge, huge, and yeah. terrifying. Just terrifying. <laughs> and I'm absolutely open water is my worst nightmare yeah because i don't know what's around me i'm not in control of the environment so it just doesn't happen like i tried to snorkel in like waist deep water in miami and or in dominican republic and a cloud came over and made it dark and i fully freaked out like full shaking heart attack panic yeah anyway so we were just visiting the aquarium and i saw swim in the aquarium for you know x amount of dollars and i was like let's do it and my boyfriend just laughed right in my face. He's like, okay. And I was like, no, I want to do it. And like, before I could even think, I was like, credit card down. It's happening. We're doing it tomorrow. And he was like, are you sure? Like, you think you're actually <laughs> going to be able to do this? And I was like, I don't care. I'm doing it. I don't know how, what came over me. Yeah. But so we get in and I blacked out from the point where we're sitting on the edge to when we jump in. Yeah. So they like jump in, turn over and just hold on so you can see and just like, we'll get ourselves acclimated and then we'll start moving in, in the group. And so I just, I have no I don't remember getting in the water. And so Robbie was telling me that I was just like, he's never seen me shaking so hard. And then we got the video and you just see everybody's like calm and like, ooh, cool fish. And you just see me like, <laughs> <laughs> it's 
so tragic. Um, but it was so cool. They bumped by us, the whale yeah. sharks, and they're just so massive and beautiful and yeah. and effortless that I ended up enjoying it a lot. I mean, I did get a little a little scared, but they were like, if it comes close to you, don't touch it. Just, like, spread your arms and, like, yeah. sort of float in a starfish. And they wouldn't even be close to me. It'd be like... <laughs> the whole video, I'm just, like, On floating like this. side of the aquarium. <laughs> Probably the most unattractive video you'll ever find. <laughs> um, but it was, it was really cool. Yeah. It was super cool. Would you do it again? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> what else is on your bucket list, then? Oh, that's a good one. I would like to sail on the Titanic 2.0. Okay. Is that weird? It's a little weird. Yeah. Especially if you hate open water. This is all I'm so fa- open like, water I'm comfortably stuff. fascinated with the Titanic. I have an entire room in my house really? dedicated to, like... I have replicas of the blankets from the cabins and the jewelry boxes. And I have a big old art piece when you walk into my house. It's an old, authentic advertisement, but it's carved wood for the Titanic. And, you know, I've got books and and I saw the movie 14 times in theaters. Way before the movie, I was just always so fascinated by it. Okay. To the point, and I know this sounds insane. I probably shouldn't even say this, but too late now. (laughs) I... If given the opportunity to go on it, even knowing it was going to sink, I would still, I would still go. That's so weird. That's right? insane. That's really weird. Yeah. What? <laughs> it is weird. I know. I know. I know. I don't even believe it. I know how weird it is and ridiculous. Yeah. But I, I think that that's how, that's how badly I want to experience it. We went to the, the Vegas exhibit mm-hmm. and they recreated some of the rooms. And yeah. when I walked into the, the staircase, the, in the, the, yeah, the grand staircase, my, my boyfriend was like, you're going to need a minute before you turn this corner. And I was like, what? And I turned the corner and just start bawling. And like, the woman was like, ma'am, are you okay? My, my dad was like, oh, geez. This is so embarrassing. This is, are you really, can you, can you please keep it together? And I was like, there's just, you feel, and I, and they're just like, what is happening with this woman? She's like, do you want a picture? So there's a picture of me with my back turned to my boyfriend and I'm just, like this <laughs> on the grand staircase. And I've, I've gone to the exhibit four times. I went to the tr- one in Toronto. Anyway, yeah. Crazy into Titanic. You sound like you have a lot of good blackmail pictures from. <laughs> oh yeah, there's <laughs> the a lot the of Titanic experience. That, but you know, at the same time, like I, I mean, they make fun of me. I do. I make fun of myself all the okay. all the time. So that's it for bucket list. Mm. I mean, and then all like the obvious stuff. Like I want to be mom. And oh yeah, I, I want to do all that stuff. I do. I would love to travel. I haven't done very much of that. Yeah, I have no interest in like going to space. Okay. Just something I'm like, that's eh, cool. But yeah. I don't, that's not something I'm going to like actively pursue. I would like to go see the Titanic at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. Okay. But the whole having to be in water thing. Yeah. Not okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that, I want to say that I'll get into a cage and swim with a great white shark. In the ocean? Yeah. I want to say in a cage, I might want to do that one day, maybe. I have a couple of friends that just did it. It looks <sighs> terrifying, but That's I want to do I it. That's what I mean. Yeah. I almost booked this one movie that, about sharks, and yeah. my manager called me when it was down to me and another girl, and was like, um, do we think if you book this, you'll be able to shoot it? I was like, that's a really good question. <gasps> I'm not entirely confident I could. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, so when you do get free time, what else do you like to do? I love having my friends over. Yeah. Um, we have a beautiful house with backyard with a pool and a games room. And, and like I said, our best friend lives in our guest house and we just play board games and have fun and barbecue and heads up. Heads up. Heads up. <laughs> I was playing heads up last night. It was so much fun. Um, it's ridiculous. And it, when it videotapes you and watching those back are just priceless. Cause one of the deck of cards is the dance moves and it is 
like I, I can't even hold it up. I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> it's so funny. I was playing with my brother a couple days ago in Toronto. We stayed up till two o'clock in the morning, sitting in the kitchen playing Heads Up. It was precious. I have all the videos saved. You want to talk blackmail? The adult version is the worst blackmail. It's disgusting but hilarious. I've never actually watched a video. We only did oh, yeah. charades in the dancing one. Yeah. I have intense. one, though, when I had to do escalator, and it cut off my legs in the video before, and so it actually looked. I was like, I <laughs> nailed that! I got that so well! You should act in a movie on an escalator, but have the escalator actually be broken. Actually, because of the show. On the show, when you see my character go up the stairs from the kitchen, yeah. so that goes to nothing. And when she's coming up the stairs, yeah. that's just flat. So I have to go and like be like, bye, Mom! And then I'm just like, I can't do this without laughing, guys. I can't take it seriously. <laughs> like, I, this is a joke. That's awesome. You see some outtakes of that. I mean, I hope they release the gag reel. It'll be so good. How often do you break character? Because it's a funny show, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not funny. Everybody else is funny. I'm just in the situation. Um, I, what do you mean break character? Or like, yeah, ruin takes? Just like, it's usually because my stomach is grumbling. Um, you need a Big Mac. I always, always, don't talk dirty to me. <laughs> or like a hot dog. A good old, like, small, big bun, bad for you <laughs> hot dog. Um, <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. We, we screw up all the time. Like, Steven Weber is one of the most dry-humored, intelligent, and witty people. Yeah. And so doing scenes with him is near impossible. Cause, and when you screw up, it's like immediately followed by a curse word from all of us. One of our, <laughs> one of our gag reels they put together for the rap party was just like a series of everybody just swearing because you screw up and that's your immediate thing is yeah. blank. Sorry. Um, Scott Michael Foster, again, such a dork that I, it's, it's impossible to not laugh around him all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, why do our scenes always have to be so serious? <laughs> um, everybody on the show, Richie is a super duper prankster, which is, makes it also very difficult. Um, and yeah, we just, we, we have so much fun too that even like the directors will, will do something like, I'm, that's not an appropriate story. <laughs> uh, next question. <laughs> uh, well, this is my favorite question. Do you ever Google yourself? All the time. Really? Oh yeah. Who For doesn't? what? I just Google just, my like, name to be like, wonder if pictures. there are any more terrible pictures of my face on a carpet. <laughs> <laughs> but like I saw one yesterday and I Instagrammed it. I was making like the most ridiculous face. I, was, like, I saw that because Byron uh, Purvis, so yeah. I know him. He, yeah. He's my, he's the only I one that's him. ever remembered me from the very beginning when I was nothing, mm-hmm. no, no jobs on my resume. He was always like, Italia, hi. And I was like, what? Hi. Do you want to like go out for dinner? <laughs> I met him originally at uh, JDRF charity and he was that's wearing so cool. a game controller t-shirt so we did like the snapchat of like doing the game controller i actually feel like he was wearing that yesterday <laughs> i'm not kidding he only has three shirts no i'm kidding no and it, like we running into each other like ralph's and i was like this is the nicest guy ever he's so sweet and i met him when i was like going through an open house and i was like we're everywhere this is so weird yeah and we just like our paths were meant to cross anyway yeah he sent me that photo and was like should we release this and i was like i will <laughs> he's a very nice photographer because a lot of oh, them no, are very is. like yeah, but there Intense. are some, like, yeah. they, they, they'll post pictures, and I'm like, one eye's going this way, this one's closed, and, like, I'm like, I don't even know how, what face my mouth is making, or what expression, it's just, and I'm just like, really? Nobody was like, maybe we'll keep that one <laughs> off the internet, but you That's have to sort of release yeah. all, all hope of maintaining vanity at this point, especially because I've on the show, it gets to a point where you you can't imagine yourself looking any worse. Yeah. And so you're just like, you can't. You just, you can't care anymore. Well, you said at one point you had to lose weight to, mm-hmm. like, while April's going through I didn't have to. They actually yeah. didn't, they asked they me didn't not ask to. They didn't ask you, okay. Um, but 
I felt I wanted to feel that week. And yeah. I wanted, I mean, I'm not a super methody actor, but for this, for this moment, I just wanted to do the people suffering through this nightmare as much justice as yeah. I could. Yeah. And so I did. And I was very hungry. <laughs> um, so what are some of your favorite TV shows on television other than Chasing mm. Life? Parenthood. Parenthood. Parenthood is a top, top one. Mm-hmm. Um, Suits. Halt and Catch Fire, but I'm not caught up. What What is that other one? Oh, The Last Ship. Oh, yeah. So cool. And a couple of my friends are on it, so I'm biased. But <laughs> um, Arrow, mm-hmm. Steven, obviously, and now The Flash for mm-hmm. Robbie. Um, yeah. I mean, That's I don't actually him, I just binge watch everything, you know? I'm so, I'm so bad at, at I, I never have the time to, I don't think I've watched anything live in like three years. Yeah. You said after this interview, you're going to go home and binge watch TV. Yes, I think that's what I'm going to be doing. That works. Um, so you and Robbie seem very supportive of each other's careers. Do you oh, think no. that? I hope he fails. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, he's, he's allergic. What is he? He's allergic say? to unemployment. Yes. I was like, when his show got canceled, I felt bad for him for five whole minutes because then he immediately booked two movies that day. <laughs> two movies. I was like, seriously? Like, congratulations, but come on. Just turn it down. Yeah. Um, yeah, and before he even finished those, he's on The Flash, and you're just like, I can't. Can you come home at any point? Hi, like, I'd like to see you. You guys have been lucky, though, because I feel like your career trajectories have kind of been on the same yeah, point. Yeah, it's been, it's been awesome. Yeah. Because I can imagine one of us not being so lucky and the strain it might put on, you know, yeah. the the relationship. But I, we've never been jealous of one another or anything like that. And we've been together for so long that we're yeah. just like, like, he's my best friend. So, I mean... I want what's best for him outside of that, and and he does the same. And just the fact that it's been happening together is just really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so moving forward, what do you hope to accomplish in both your career and your life? Um, I would like to continue telling stories that I'm as proud of telling as Chasing Life. Um, they don't all have to be so real and so dramatic. I just I want to be proud of everything I do going forward mm-hmm. not that i've been proud of everything i've done <laughs> i'm always grateful for everything but, yeah um yeah i would really like to do that what was the other part of that just career and life yeah so career-wise that's what i'd like to do yeah. in life i would like to live more like my character does in the sense that i mean i, I think i've done it since I've, I've started filming so much and it's just not making things that matter or things that don't matter just being like okay i'm out like you yeah. know like living as if I was just told that I had cancer. Like, what would actually matter to me in that in that situation? Why can't that be the only thing that matters to me now? Because if I don't care that much about everything else, then I shouldn't waste my energy on it. Yeah. Is there anyone's career in Hollywood that you hope to emulate? Kate Hudson would be really... She, she nails it all. She goes from, like, horror to rom-com to musical and comedy. Like, she's she's got it all. And she's just so... Always so she's got like sparkle to her if that yeah. makes sense like you i you just you're so interested in watching her all the time um natalie portman would be another one because she she takes such risks with mm-hmm. her choices and i'm again very calculated risk taker um but yeah those two and i mean obviously like julia roberts and yeah the, the obvious answers but i feel like kate hudson right now is is my my free card cool <laughs> your free card <laughs> Um, so I have to ask, how many times have you been asked if you're related to Christina Ricci? 
a lot of times. Yeah. And I am not. Yeah. Have you ever lied about it? No, I have not. Okay. I mean, that would be rude. <laughs> I once in high school told people that I was related to Josh Kelly. I tried to trick him as a joke. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it worked. Because, yeah, half-brothers, but oh, well. no one knew their names. It worked. Um, so, you could do it if you tried. Um, I feel like I would get nothing out of it, though. Yeah, probably not. They'd be like, all right. Yeah. Cool, forgotten cousin. She's cooler than you. And, more, <laughs> and way more famous. And I'd be like, well, I'm glad we had this chat. I feel really good about myself now. Do you get told that you look like other actresses? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I get Shiri Appleby a lot. I get Rose Byrne a ton. Probably okay. the most of anybody. Um, Nina Dobrev. Yeah. I get... Basically, they're all in the same brunette family. Yeah. Victoria Justice. I don't get so much. Really? I feel like Nina's in between Victoria uh-huh. and I. But, um, yeah. I once, <laughs> I do, I think it was a Kids' Choice Awards, and they're like, Selena! Selena! I turn around, and they're like, Victoria? And I was like, like, Nina? And I was like, no, it's nobody! Just leave me alone! <laughs> I'm nobody. <laughs> they were just, and the disappointment on their faces, they were just like, oh, she's no one. And I was like, Right back down to size. Thanks, guys. <laughs> have you ever had any awkward red carpet moments? Oh, I'm sure I have. Um, Nothing too embarrassing, though? No, I've never, like, fallen or anything, but... I've had moments where I've been asked questions, and I completely just blank on, yeah. like, even where I am. They're like, so what, what do you hear? What, what brings you out to this event today? And I've literally had to be like... Carpet in my head. I look at the back and be like, oh yeah, this one. And it's just been like a, you know, you get so nervous sometimes that even after this, I bet you I will get in the car with my publicist and be like, did I make any sense? I blacked out <laughs> and I was just, just words. So that's, that's probably the most embarrassing thing ever is when I see videos when I Google myself and just go, oh my God, do you ever shut up? Can you just stop talking? Uh, that's awesome. Uh, so last question. We have our shameless plug section. So tell us where people can watch Chasing Life again, the remaining, follow you on Twitter, all that uh, stuff. Oh, boy. Um, I'm on Twitter, at Italia Ricci, same with Instagram. I've got the Facebook fan page if you want to get to me privately. That was really, that's not <laughs> what I meant at all. If you want to private message me. I try, I read them all, I try and get back to as many as I can. My show is Chasing Life. It's on ABC Family Tuesdays at 9, 8 central. Uh, the remaining will be hitting theaters, Sony Affirm Film, in theater September 5th. So excited. Um, I'm a Scorpio. I like long walks on the beach. Uh, <laughs> Pina coladas. Sure. I mean, who doesn't? But yeah. Anyway, thank you so much. This yes. is awesome. Thank you so much for coming in. We are so excited to see the rest of Chasing Life and your career. I'm sure it's going to skyrocket after this. Um, not after this interview, but after, yes, this after is all it. this stuff. So. <laughs> this is it. Here I come, Hollywood. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, you can follow all of us here at AfterBuzz TV on Twitter. You can follow me at Katherine Kelly. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Check us out on YouTube. Comment, like the video. And again, thank you for coming oh, in. That was super impressive what you just did right there. Oh, thanks. It's word vomit at this point. So. <laughs> we'll just wrap up the interview like that. Thank you again for thank coming you. in. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 